0: Welcome to Homemaking and Pearls, a podcast about homemaking, parenting, faith, and much much more. Hey everyone, welcome back to Homemaking and Pearls. I am your host Hannah and today I am doing part 2 of When Life Hits You With a Disease. If you want to know the story of how I got my autoimmune disease, you can go back and listen to Part 1. And Part 1 is where I go into detail of when it started and my diagnosis and everything. So if you want to know about that, go to Part 1. I'm really excited to share with you about what God has been teaching me and showing me through my journey of having an autoimmune disease. Many people have told me how sorry they are for getting an autoimmune disease, and yes, it stinks, and it is painful and hard sometimes, but God has used it to bring about so much good in my life that I would not want it any other way. So, let's dive into what God has been teaching me. Number one, God is strong when I am weak. I used to take pride in how healthy I was. I hardly ever really got sick and never really had major health issues, but that one stomach bug took my health away and now I am weak. I didn't realize it before, but I was relying on my own strength to do everything. To take care of the house, to mothering my children, or to just serve in church. In Habakkuk one eleven, it talks about the Babylonians invading Judah. It says, Then they sweep by like the wind and go on guilty men whose own might is their God. I want to look at that last part of the verse, the part that says whose own might is their God. That really stood out to me and made me think, did God give me my autoimmune disease to remind me that I must rely on his strength and not my own? Was this really was this relying on my own strength idolatry and I didn't even realize it until I got my autoimmune disease I really believe God was convicted me convicting me <laughs> number 2 God is going to use this for good and gives us hope Philippians 1:12 says I want you to know brothers that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel John MacArthur says in this study Bible notes that Paul was imprisoned, but it did not stop him from spreading the gospel. His imprisonment actually created new opportunities. Just like Paul, I have an opportunity to connect with other people going through the same disease or an autoimmune disease. It's creating new opportunities for me to share the hope of Jesus Christ. My life verse, which I share with you guys probably like all the time, <laughs> is Romans eight twenty eight, And it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. I have already seen God use this for good by maturing me spiritually and seeing God draw near me through these difficult times. Number three, God is showing me that I can still be content even when he takes my health away. Our tendency as humans is to focus on what isn't going right in our life. If only I can get cured, then I'll be, I'll be happy. I will finally be happy. But that mentality or idea is actually not true. The only one who can bring us true happiness is God and only God. Whenever Christ strips something away from you, he can fulfill you and satisfy you 100-fold, if not 1,000-fold. James 1-2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. In the end, I know I will be living in eternity with no pain and suffering. I can place my hope in God and be joyful. Number four a deeper understanding in the bible. I've read Job several times in the bible, but since I have been struggling with my health, I read Job in an entirely different light. I am tasting a little bit of the pain and loss of his health. Now, I don't think my pain and illness is anywhere near what Job was experiencing. But God's word is alive, and it's amazing how you can be shown something completely different in the same passage or book of the bible. I wanted to share some of the things I highlighted highlighted in the First 5 app on the study of Job. Most of the things I'm going to be reading right now comes from the study Suffering and Sovereignty, and this is on the First 5 app. As we struggle with our hurts and concerns, here are a few things to keep in mind. God is knowledgeable of all things. What we know will never trump what God knows. When we take our questions to him, bear in mind he sees what we can't see and makes his decisions based on a picture of eternity, not the immediate. We can trust God. He works for our good and his glory. It isn't his nature to ignore the well-being of his children. We don't ever have to concern ourselves with justice because he is just and will defend the injustices against us. Even if it seems he is taking his time, he will not let justice be denied. And the last point is, we must believe the best about God before assuming the worst. God is not out to get us. He is a loving God who desires us to live in the image on which we were created. Sometimes our shaping needs adjusting. With love and sovereignty, God allows events and momentary discipline to touch our lives. God is always working for us, even when our circumstances are yucky. When we humble ourselves before the Lord and remember that God is sovereign, our circumstances may not change, but our perspective will. And the fifth thing, there is a a purpose for this suffering and trial and God is sovereign. God is a creator and ultimate physician. He could easily take this disease away from me. But his grace is sufficient. Just like Paul had a thorn in his flesh, which we do not exactly know what what it is. Paul prays for God to take it away. But God answers him by saying, My grace is sufficient to you. I believe God isn't taking away this disease from me because there is too much good in it that he wants me to experience. God can bring the sweetest moments through our suffering. He draws near to us and we get to experience Christ like never before. He also knows exactly when to bring relief and comfort during hardship. I'll be sharing my pastor's sermon and notes here because it fits in so perfectly. And as I was listening to this in church, I was like, I need to share this and include this in my podcast episode. And I did get his permission actually. So I'll be sharing it here. And I would also like to add the, or share this sermon on my show notes if you want to listen to it. I will be posting it on my blog, strivingformissperfect.com, under podcast. All right, so he says, In 2 Corinthians 2, we see Paul very discouraged because his ministry is not fruitful as he had hoped. He was also discouraged because he did not see Titus in Troas where he was supposed to meet him. But in 2 Corinthians 7, we see that God brings comfort to Paul by bringing Titus to Macedonia. 2 Corinthians 7, 6 says, But God who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. The pastor at my church, Pastor Kurt, shared three points about God giving comfort. Number one, God knows right when to give us the relief that we need, if we are relying on him for the outcome. And number two, you can be sure that God always brings comfort. Number three, God's comfort is always given to all the lowly. Going back to Paul and Titus, I personally experienced something similar during this season. Actually, several times, but the one example is, I can't really remember exactly whether or not if it was after a doctor's appointment and I got bad news, or if it was after a flare-up, but two friends of mine have been praying for me and showed up to my house unexpectedly to cheer me up after I texted him and told them how discouraged I was. During this point, I didn't have my diagnosis yet, I believe, and I think it was in the phase where. We were thinking this possibly could be cancer. One of the friends left work early to come encourage me and to just be with me. And then my other friend got her two little kids and drove to my house to cheer me up. If you have little ones, you know how hard it is to get kids anywhere, (laughs) especially when you're still nursing them. That act of selflessness and kindness they demonstrated was so touching No friend has done anything like that for me before, and I was so encouraged and comforted during that hard season. God doesn't take the trial or pain away sometimes, but he can comfort you by other ways. My devotional says, Jesus is a shepherd who will lead us through both comfortable plains and difficult valleys. Real life has troubles. God will protect us from many of them, but he will also walk through many of them. He will do what is best for us, not what our shallow hearts dictate to him. Like Job's wife, we have a hard time understanding that. We worship him more desperately in a storm than in a calm. It's good to—it's good for us to know when times are tough that God is sovereign over our circumstances. He has allowed them because there was something good in them to allow. We have a lesson to learn and a savior to lean on. Trust that he has you there for just those reasons. Scripture is clear that God is sovereign. And even though we may not understand, we can completely trust God that he is good and holy. God is in complete control. Since God is sovereign, we can know that the timing of the trial is also perfect. And my last point, number six, God is refining refining me to be more like Christ. When we go through difficulty, God uses it to help us be more like Christ. To be more like Christ, we need to let go of the love of self. It's uncomfortable, unpleasant, and can be very difficult and painful. On a similar note, I've had to change my diet since the flare-ups were getting more free, more frequent and worse. It was hard hard. Not only physically was it hard, it was mentally hard too. I didn't realize just how addicted to sugar I was. I actually had to cut out gluten, sugar, and dairy. And there are so many things that I cannot have that I used to love and it is so hard. (laughs) I learned to control what I eat and eat foods that are healthy and good for me. It took discipline and it still does. I wish I still could just pick up a pastry loaded with icing and chocolate, but I'll pay for it the next day or several months because of it. Elizabeth George says, How we manage our body affects our ministry and the quality of our lives. We need to control our appetite rather than allow it to control us. Controlling my food might seem a small thing, But you may not realize just how much food controls you like it was for me. Another thing is realizing just how short life is. When I make plans, I usually tell the other person involved that I may not be able to meet or do what we have planned because flare-ups and feeling sick from my autoimmune disease. It can come on really fast some days without warning. I have to take I have to take every day, day by day, and live the best I can each day. If I wake up feeling good, I praise God and try to do the best I can by being the best stay-at-home mom, wife, friend, etc. that I can be for that day. Because healthy days are not guaranteed and predictable like they used to be. It's changed the way I live and I don't take my health for granted anymore. But shouldn't we be living this way, even without an autoimmune disease or a diagnosis where the doctor gives you a timeline on h- how many days you have left to live? We should be living each day to our fullest because we're not promised tomorrow. We should be living each hour, second to bring glory to God and worship Him. It's hard to do, I know, and I personally fail every single day but We need to strive to be obedient to Christ every moment. God has been changing my heart from the inside because of the difficulty of my autoimmune disease. More than anything, I hope this was an encouraging episode to you. If you know anyone who is struggling through a diagnosis or an autoimmune disease, please feel free to share this podcast with them. My purpose for this podcast is to worship God by creating podcasts and blog posts that are God-honoring and encouraging to my listeners and readers. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and I hope this is encouraging to you to dig to and encourages you to dig deeper in God's word and develop a deeper relationship with Christ. Until next time, bye! Thank you for listening to the Homemaking in Pearls podcast. Be sure to visit strivingformisperfect.com for show notes and more related content.